0: We are here. Uh, We, Joseph, is here too. Say hi, Joseph. Hey, what's up? Boom, boom, boom. We're recording. Good morning, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. I am recording this on the computer now. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. everyone. Boom. All right, it says it's recording. Boom. Boom, 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 boom boom i am apparently recording the entire bubble control. they're all exactly the same crypto art
1: and then what it really is is an nft wow how
0: you want to slap the bag
1: so this is the next best thing
0: DeFi is going to be a bubble it's provably scarce And with mad dog crypto Gold and silver, transparent substance. Take my money. Start a war with it. Without further ado.
1: Cheers to you, brother. Get shit done because the system has to collapse before that. Corona. Cheers. I feel much better now.
0: Cheers. Wow, that was heavy. Boom. Welcome uh, to Blockchain and Booze number 94. So we are 94 weeks straight. Um, I'm really excited to have Brittany from the Stacks Foundation here today. Uh, Brittany, welcome to Blockchain and Booze.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yeah, before we before we jump in, um I'm going to give the normal for those of you joining us on Twitter, on uh Blockchain Radio, on Lunar Crush or on uh on Twitter, um, come to meet.blockchainbooze.io. like like uh Melissa right here is in Miami but also watching from YouTube. Come to meettheblockchainboos.io. Uh, Join us here. You can hang out with the community and uh, have some fun chat with us. And after we're done, you could turn on your, uh, your, um, there we go, added a little dingleberry at the bottom. And, uh, you know, when when we're done, you'll be able to turn on your camera, your mic and hang with the community if you want, or just your mic or uh, just hang out. Thank you, everyone. If you're in the chat, I'm watching it. Uh, I see, um, I see uh, Sailor Gary up in Northern California. I see uh, Joe in Colorado. I see uh, Jim in New Zealand. Thank you. And yes, uh, because we're in crypto, good morning. Um, <laughs> Brittany, uh, welcome to the show. This is your first time on Blockchain Booze, but... Um, We uh, definitely are, we've heard of Stacks a few times in the past. I think some of us have probably heard it from uh, um, Lunar Crush um, a few times. Tell me, uh, let's start with you, though. How did you join Stacks and and what have you worked on in the past?
1: Yeah, so um, first of all, I just have to make the disclaimer that Stacks used to be known as Blockstack. Um, because I've just spoken to some people recently who didn't realize that those are the same things. But um, yeah, uh, Blockstack was started like back in uh, 2014. It was called One Name. Um, I actually got to know the team because I was working at Union Square Ventures at the time. Um, so I was on the VC side. Uh, we were looking for things in like Bitcoin tech at the time. That's what it was called. Cool. I, um, I remember.
0: Because- I don't know how long ago this was, but at the beginning days of this space, people used to invest in Bitcoin companies. They didn't talk about investing in blockchain companies. They talked about investing in Bitcoin companies because the term blockchain wasn't even really a thing until like
1: mid 2005,
0: 2016. Exactly. Well, like this 15. is even
1: this was like uh, 2013. So you think yeah, back like exactly. seven, eight years. Um, we invested in this little company called Coinbase, yeah. and at the time it was just a Bitcoin wallet. Like, oh, Bitcoin wallets are going to be important, so people can yeah. hold Bitcoin. Um, so they've clearly come a long way. And uh, when we made the investment in one name, which is now Blockstack Stacks. Yeah. Um, we were just like what are going to be non-financial applications of blockchains that was kind of our thesis and so we made an investment in what is now stacks and we also made an investment ipfs which Um, A lot of people know Filecoin for that project. So my first foray into crypto was on the VC side. And it was like around 2013. Um, Back when like no VC was really interested in investing in crypto, there were no crypto funds. There were no blockchain funds. (laughs) So it's come a very long way. (laughs) I
0: will uh, have Brittany's back on this. And I remember being one of the few crypto nerds at the beginning where the traditional VC people were like, what the hell are you even doing? Then there was the like, you're still doing that crypto thing? Then there was like a hey, you're, you're doing that crypto thing. Is it interesting? Like, what's up with that? And then it flipped to like, all of a sudden one day they're like, what are the good crypto deals? Like, what you doing any good crypto deals? Should we be doing crypto deals? Like it like went from you're an insane person and then the spectrum just slowly, slowly moved to all of a sudden, like there was this one weird moment where like, that's still a thing. <laughs> like, yeah. In, like, <laughs> yeah, and then there's like 20
1: you know, 2017, where it was like, oh, ICOs. And people are like, yeah. ICOs are all scams. And then other people are like, ICOs are great. Like, let's get in. Um, And I think a lot of VCs that are in crypto today did fairly well if they yeah. participate in 2017. And like, it's kept them, you yeah, know, in, you, that, that in, the in, in the investing kind of field.
0: Because that. Um, I wanted to say at the beginning of this year, but now we're in 2022. So like beginning of 2021, there was the there was like a report by Pantera or something. And the sort of joke amongst all the VC community, not really a joke, it's just them being asses probably, was that like Pantera's ICO fund was just performed horribly. But everyone knew that Pantera really smart crypto people. Um, but all of a sudden, when they put out their report at the beginning of 2021, basically saying that their ICO fund didn't just do extremely well, but it outperformed Bitcoin. All of a sudden, everyone was like, to, like tokens went from being a scam to being like the most important thing in the world to those people's eyes. It was very interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a long journey. But I think the thing I'm most excited about is like the the dream back then was like, what are people going to build using this? Like, when are we going to get decentralized Uber? Like when um, are people going to build cars that can talk to each other and they trade Bitcoin um, as a way to negotiate who gets to pass who on the highway, like very future looking things. um, And having been in the space this long, it's, um, I feel like there's so many people who've been super patient just waiting for like real adoption, like people excited about it, people realizing there's so much potential here that isn't just like financial. Um, That to me has been really exciting to see. because I joined stacks like uh, in before our reggae sale. So it was a few years ago. And um, I think it was, you know, it's been a very uh, patient process to just watch things get built. But now it feels like there's so much momentum. um, And I'm really excited about being able to like see the builders come and actually stick around and not just show up and try and get a bunch of money and (laughs) leave.
0: Well, that's, that's the thing in this space. And I, sorry for that little glitch for a moment. I was bouncing between the, uh, the chat and the, uh, this window and I swiped myself out of the studio for a split second, but the, you know, uh, the kind of idea that this whole space is, was only Bitcoin or only like this financial product or good for financial products like on one hand is is this one way avenue for like people to hyper focus on the space at least for a while and get one really really good use case but it also is kind of funny and misleading because people think of like nfts and think of these different mechanisms as this whole separate thing but there's other people who think about that as just a marketplace. Uh, um, different, like a different way of of dealing with a marketplace, which makes it more like a payments and fintech um, product versus an art or, or NFT kind of. So like, what's funny is that you can still look at most of these things as financial. But then when you look at the opportunities with registries and databases and, um, and things like that, it gets way, way, way beyond. But I know that if I remember correctly, Stacks, part of what you were doing was sort of enabling some unique things on the Bitcoin network, right?
1: Yeah. Maybe, maybe absolutely. just give
0: me, let's, why don't we give everyone, yeah, uh, let me give you the... Who might not know, just the basic updates on on Stacks and, and what you guys focus on.
1: Yeah. So the way you can think about Stacks is that we bring smart contracts to Bitcoin. So Stacks is its own chain, it has its own token, it's, it's used as like a gas asset. But basically, right now, there isn't a lot of, things that can be built on bitcoin just the way that it's designed it wasn't meant to have tons of transactions it wasn't meant to have a ton of data put in Um, it wasn't meant to have smart contracts built on top so we've seen a lot of these things take off in communities like ethereum or um, you know recently we have things with like solana and polygon but bitcoin has never really had all of these cool things like up until i think you know like last week there weren't really um smart contract nfts on bitcoin but with uh some stacks technology people are able actually to put um smart contracts uh use a smart contract and actually put an nft on bitcoin so maybe if you remember rare pepes and things like that that are very old school nfts these are sort of the new school um nfts that are built on top so the belief is is that like bitcoin is already the most secure network. It's already battle tested, it uses proof of work, but instead um, what Stacks does is it reuses that proof of work. Now this mechanism is called proof of transfer. And so basically miners, instead of burning electricity to mine a new Bitcoin, instead they input Bitcoin in order to mint new Stacks. And that process, one, it burns some Bitcoin. So Bitcoin's taken out of the supply. And then some of that Bitcoin gets redistributed to Stacks holders. So that unique functionality that you can actually earn Bitcoin by holding stacks um, is really unique. And it's actually helped a lot of entrepreneurs and builders think about creative ways that they could utilize that. Everything from what if you had self-repaying loans? Like that is a DeFi project built on top of stacks. It's called Arcadeco. And that yield that you would be earning from holding your stacks, it goes to pay back the loan that you borrowed. so So that's kind of interesting like lock
0: your stacks to get the loan it would automatically Mm -hmm. pay it back and then one day if you want that stacks back or something you could pay the whole amount back or is it just locked forever until the loan is paid off like it's
1: yeah you could liquidate the loan by paying it off but if you don't then it just pays off like sort of slowly and so there's like enough yield there to pay back the loan and then also for the person who's lending to to take um interested on it as well. So like, that's kind of an interesting way. Another thing we've seen is how, how does the,
0: uh, I just a quick question. How does yeah. the burn work of Bitcoin? I, I, they send it to like a, a uh, long lost address or is there actually burning occurring? I didn't know if that was possible.
1: Yeah. So it's sent to a burn address. So it's an address oh. that there are no keys. There is no access. Um, so it was taken out of the supply and will never be able to be used the that's, that's so Bitcoin cool. maxis, there, there have been, you know, people who are like, well, why do we need another token if we have Bitcoin? Um, I think part of it is like, it's a gas asset, it's used. But if you're a a Bitcoin maximal-ish, then it's a good thing. There's less Bitcoin in circulation. So I think that's something that people- I think think
0: most of us in this community are more open to things outside of just Bitcoin. I think that it's a a narrow view. I get why some of my friends are hardcore uh, maxis, but then no products will satisfy them ever other than only Bitcoin. Um, And so- there's not much of a conversation to be had other than why, <laughs> why we're wrong from their opinion. Um, but I think that that's like saying, you know, Amazon is the best company in the world. There's no reason for Apple to exist or the other ones to exist. Like, well, there are reasons. Um, yeah. And, yeah. They're uh, very different. You not man. agree with them, put all your eggs in <laughs> Amazon. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I, I love Amazon too. Um, uh, but it's, 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 that's really, really funny. Um, so, when you, I, I'd have, I have so many like practical <laughs> uh thoughts and and questions, but when you're talking about smart contracts on bitcoin, is it another um sort of almost like a side chain of bitcoin? Do they think about it like that or? Do the smart contracts? I can't imagine they actually reside in in the Bitcoin blocks and things like
1: that. They... No, so like stacks yeah. blocks ultimately settle on the Bitcoin chain, but you wouldn't get like mm-hmm. each smart contract transaction yeah. in the Bitcoin chain, and nor would you actually want that. Like that would that would clog the chain. Um, actually, early on, um, the the team that created Stacks, they were using a Bitcoin fork called Namecoin, and they were trying to do all the transactions in that chain. And there was like such disruption, people were like this, you're clogging the chain, there's too much yeah. congestion. So no, you, you need like a, a separate chain. Um, so Stacks is its own full functional blockchain. We use Clarity, which is the mm-hmm. language to write smart contracts. Um, our grand community also uses Clarity. Um, So if you're interested in learning, there's tons of free tools and resources. Here at the Stacks Foundation, we help uh, facilitate like education. So if you want to learn a new smart contracting language, or if you're just new to smart contracts in general, Clarity is a great way. Some of the benefits are it's human readable. So when you go use your browser wallet, you can actually read the contract and see what it's See actually gonna do it's
0: doing. It's not just a bunch of hex
1: data saying sign this, yeah, like good luck um yeah. you also if you're a developer, you can actually run it before. Um, deploying it, so I know in Ethereum you can like run it in a compiler, but if there's any bugs in there, or anything you may actually have issues, and this is why we've seen some smart contracts where they end up doing something different than what the person wanted. Yeah. Um, so with Clarity, you get that um, confirmation before you run it; you can actually tell what it's going to do. So like that's been uh, very, very well received by people. I think it's why um, we're not the only chain that's using it.
0: Is your is your Stacks wallet? Um. also a Bitcoin wallet or does it have the same address as a Bitcoin wallet or would it be kind of like akin to a wrapped Bitcoin on Ethereum or something?
1: Yeah. So you, um, if you have a Stacks wallet, it supports Bitcoin and it supports Stacks. So they are different oh. addresses, but every Stacks address can relay back to a Bitcoin address oh that's very Um, cool which is great so like if you are stacking like if you check out stacking.club that's where you can see all the stats of people who are holding their stacks and earning bitcoin right now that yield is i think it was about nine percent i think that's normally it's around ten percent but i think just the moving prices of the different assets it looks more like a ten percent apy um that lock-in is just a two-week cycle you can lock for longer um but with that you can kind of go in and see the, you know, the rewards addresses that people are getting their Bitcoin and then the stacks addresses that are stacking them. So yeah, that's like a pretty cool feature feature. And you could do that from the wallet um, Coinbase custody supports that um, there's a number of other exchanges like, OKCoin. Um, so if you don't have the minimum number of stacks to stack on your own, you can stack in a pool and you can then earn yield that way too. Cause I think you need about 110,000 stacks. In order to stack independently, but a pool is a great way to do that too.
0: Yeah, you know what? It's um, very much reminiscent of uh, of how Tezos works in a way, and um, I think that's probably why the Lunar Crush crew was uh, very, very excited and interested in uh, in yeah. uh, in stacks when, when you yeah, guys first well, what's different it. though a little bit than yeah. Tezos
1: is um, yeah. Tezos. You earn more assets that are the same so i don't think that there's many chains where you earn like you hold one asset and then you earn another um as part of it so that again people like sort of point that out that that's like a little bit unique um it doesn't exist elsewhere but
0: yeah no i think i think it is unique um definitely i don't I, i you know, there is, there is staking in some places where you stake one thing and you earn another thing that, that can happen or, or at least provide liquidity or something like that, but not on a sort of protocol level, like, you know, stake one protocol, get a whole different protocol. It's more like a product to product kind of thing. One B5 product supporting another, um, or one DAO supporting another, which is, which is really cool. But, um, this is, this is on a different level. I'd love to, um, Hear about actually something i want to throw out everyone who is uh who is watching um i'm just going to throw out again because i'm seeing a bunch of comments on all the places outside of our system jump to meet.blockchainbooz.io you can throw questions in the qa there if you're in there already throw some questions in the qa for Brittany about stacks um uh anything you're you're interested in hearing about and then after we're done you'll be able to turn on your camera hang out with us and all that I want to before I move the, the topic. I'm not going to move the topic off of stacks. I'm going to. I want to <laughs> learn about stacks and NFTs and things like that. But speaking of NFTs, those of you who who may have noticed my hat change this week, I had a hat that's very similar to this, uh, uh, a uh, from from a uh, a musician named Frank Turner. But if you guys are a part of this community and you've seen my ape punk ape strong. Uh, His guitar has this on it, which stands for Bored Ape Hardcore. And uh, all of you who have attended Blockchain Booze in the past and gave me your ETH address as part of registration, and anybody who owns a a Boring Stone, for example, um, will be getting one of these digital versions of these hats for your avatar on Decentraland. Um, I hit a a little snag the other night when I was doing it. So I have a friend helping me now. So it'll probably happen tomorrow or the next day. But uh, just keep a lookout. You're going to have some Decentraland uh, hats coming your way. Um, but Brittany, <laughs> getting back Sick.
1: To wife, it, it, I love it, this happens. idea of digital hats on like digital avatars now. Um, well,
0: that's the crazy thing. So we did this. Uh, we we kind of a few community members put together this thing. i I learned from some of our community members um, and we had Gary Vee on the show. At one point, we were talking about the IP that you own if you own an ape. And then some other really cool projects like Fame Lady Squad is a good example that you own the IP of that character that you have. And so we talked about developing the IP. So I got a friend in the space, Reaper, shout out to Reaper who drew all of these and gave a bunch of apes uh, their bodies and uh, their styles. Here's Mike Shinoda's ape, uh, Bored Shinoda. Um, we, We gave this to him on the show, but like the idea is you normally on a Bored Ape only have his head, right? So he doesn't have a body. You can give him your own personality. You can give him a character. So mine was Punk Ape Strong. And as a joke, we put, we made flyers for him, uh, backstage passes for his shows. And then we made this thing called Boring Stone. And it just took a life of its own. So we have, there's actually a Boring Stone campaign out there that people own with all the different characters and stuff on it. So, but the idea is that you own the IP and it's, it's really, really neat. So this was an extension of it. We went from like a, a, a uh, just a regular profile picture style NFT to creating derivative works and making these cool dynamic NFTs out of multiple projects um, on different chains and things like that. And then it went to, uh, to today wear digital wearable hats in Decentraland for when we hang out there, um, which is really, really fun kind of evolution. And that's, what's cool about the, uh, the, um, <laughs> Crispin, that that coffee company who uses the same logo is using basically the generic logo for every local punk scene in the world since like the 80s so i have a bunch of these hats from different places but the one that's the most probably used and prominent that people might see is the one that says nyhc for new york hardcore those dudes have had those tattoos on their bodies since like the 80s so um they predate all of it um but that Very would be cool. pretty funny if that coffee company tried to sue Punk Ape Strong for this logo. It would make me so happy. Um,
1: <laughs> well, uh, like just talking about that, I, it actually reminds me of something Stacks related. So I want to get your thoughts yeah. on this: is that um, because Stacks is you know built on Bitcoin? There have been a few NFT projects that have been thinking about what happens when you actually move your asset across chains. So there was a project called Satoshables. Um, they're basically photos of like Satoshi or what they imagine Satoshi looks like. And they've made it possible to bring those assets over to the bitcoin chain using stacks and so the actual art in the nft changes like the background has like a btc almost like watermarking on it if it is like secured on the bitcoin chain but then if you moved it back to ethereum it would be it would go back to its normal background so that's like one thing and then another thing is actually there's this project called megapont apes on stacks that it's been built out it's probably the most popular Product on on stacks, everyone loves what? apes. Okay, gotta, um, and gotta, so
0: <laughs> I've got to get set up on stacks, so I'm gonna make it my homework after this to set up a stacks wallet. Uh, see if I could get one of these NFTs. What are they called? Yeah, so Megapont.
1: Um, yeah, and if you set up a hero wallet, that's like a really easy browser wallet, it's H I R O. Um, but Megapont is actually working to also mint NFTs on Ethereum, and they are building something called the Banana Bridge. Which allows your NFTs to actually migrate between different chains. So I think like that kind of derivative works or, um, you know, NFTs change or like they look different depending on where they're housed is like super interesting and it's something that we've <laughs> seen a lot of excitement for. Um, I think partially because there are artists that want like a lower cost transaction costs. So, so stacks, you know, you're talking about like fifty cents to a dollar um, if it's expensive to mint versus you know hundreds of dollars to do a single mint um you know i I believe in the multi-chain world i i do have some nfts on ethereum as well and it's uh it can be quite painful to pay just as much for gas as it is for the NFT.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's
1: the. Well,
0: actually, I'll give a good example. One of my favorite campaigns, and it's not uh, a big secret to to some of my followers. But I love this one thing. This one uh, NFT campaign. A random dude I found on Twitter. Still have never met them. I say dude. I assu- I assume dude because most of the space is dudes, but I don't know a man or woman. Who created this really cool nft campaign uh called low quality facts <laughs> and it's just stupid crap scribbled on like a piece of paper scanned and, and made into an nft that just says ridiculous things and my kids and i just think it's the funniest thing in the world it's just like really <laughs> random uh nonsensical things right and, and to us it's super funny and they sell them for really cheap but every time i go to buy one i feel bad because i'm paying a fee that's Two or three times the amount that the person is getting for making the nft it it doesn't make sense so um i'm excited for some some bridges and some sort of layer two, um uh you know quality marketplaces coming coming out because you know i've seen um one of the bridges uh bring up tezos again because i'm a bit of a nerd for tezos but one of Mm -hmm. the bridges to tezos um, a product called wrap allows you to wrap your mutant or your ape and some of the big nft projects but like there isn't yet a marketplace on tezos that has enough uh um you know trend like enough going on probably transaction wise in terms of big numbers to move some of those big projects over but over time something will emerge i'm sure or coinbase will sort of do a non-custodial version of uh nft marketplace and then people won't have to worry about wallets and stuff um uh, and then it can go cross bridges and, and things like that, which will be really, really fun. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's amazing. So aside from, oh, I want to see if anybody asked any questions related to um, NFTs really quick, just, um, yeah. uh, just, okay. <laughs> yeah. John D is asking about the hats. I'll show people one more <laughs> thing because I brought this up before. This is uh, cool. just a quick screenshot I took of uh, an avatar wearing the hat, testing it out. So. That's what you look forward to in Decentraland, everyone. Um, uh, don't tell the Boring Stone guys you saw their shirt. <laughs> um, and uh, and and I will also just throw out, um, as you know, uh, Pravi, I'll answer your question privately after. Um, <laughs> um, Anne had a question before, I guess, I jump into maybe DeFi on Stacks and, and some other questions and, and technical stuff I'm, I'm thinking about. Um, Ann wanted to know if you could go into more detail on the burned um, uh, BTC. She said, how do you explain technical assurance versus policy assurance? On on what was that? On? Yeah, on the burning of the BTC. I think what they're worried about is if you're sending it to a sort of burn wallet, um, is there a potential future
1: maybe of that wallet getting hacked and that Bitcoin becoming free? Yeah, I mean, I guess if someone could figure out how to reverse engineer the key Um, but I think that that would be very hard to do it's a Bitcoin address so um, yeah no one owns it like no one owns um, any of the keys it's not like a custodial wallet or something like that it's it's literally like you know if you've ever gotten those warnings of like make sure your wallet address is the correct um numbers because if you accidentally write the wrong number it likely is not going to some other person it's literally going to get just destroyed or like stuck in a transaction forever that's kind of how you can think about it it's like sending it to someplace I, it can never come back I, from but year, you can audit all the code you can actually right. see all of this in the code so you can actually see the address it's it's going to um, that's
0: that's that's very very cool i'm assuming that it you know it'll be uh People, there's been people from the beginning of times talking about when quantum computing becomes more real, somebody's going to hack all of Bitcoin and everything's going to go to zero. Yeah. Uh,
1: but this is the- how you know you're an OG in crypto, is because that argument was, I think, like the argument of like 2016 or something. Yeah. You know, it was like the pre ICO, everything. It was like, oh, well, when con- quantum computing exists, <laughs> there goes Bitcoin. And we're like, well, yeah, it's uh, we'll worry about uh, that problem when we get there.
0: <laughs> exactly. And I think there's also just it's, you know, I think that there's going to be some really, really interesting, um, there's going to be some interesting upgrades that the network will agree on to protect us from those things. And it's one of those old, old arguments from the beginning. And it's a real thing. But I think that my, my answer to people who ask me about it is usually like, One of the reasons that I got super excited about this space in general is that every single time I felt like I finally understood what was going on, I'd go into the room, into a room, and there'd be way smarter people than me explaining it on a different level. And I'd go, oh, shit, yesterday I didn't actually know anything. (laughs) And I've been doing that constantly for like seven or eight years now or as many years as we've been in this space.
1: Um, well, like that's one of the things that like Sachs Foundation, um, we're really focused on now is like, you know, good morning, like people saying GM, it's like, you know, where do I start? Where to begin? How do I get the education? And it's like, you will constantly be learning and you will never be able to learn everything that's out there. So if you're new or if you're an OG, it doesn't matter. Like there's so much to learn always. Um, and I view that as a really good thing. It really feeds my curiosity brain where I'm constantly just like excited to like learn and read through things. So (laughs) I'm with you on that. That's, I mean, that's
0: part of the beauty of this space. There's so many angles in which you could, you know, um, when, when we met Matt who joined us as our director of events and now is our COO, he was just, learning about the space because he thought it would be really, really cool for what, you know, it would apply to supply chain management and what he was doing for his previous gig. And he was looking at it and supply chain management and crypto and stuff like that. Like on one hand, it's actually not that different from an NFT. (laughs) On the other hand, um, it's super boring to me, right? (laughs) But like, (laughs) but there's the thing that I tell people about learning about crypto is you'll find your space and your niche in it. And it, blo- the blockchain itself kind of can have its tentacles on any industry, kind of like the internet of 20 years ago. You know, uh, I, I joke on this thing that like my dad, who had a shop that rebuilt auto parts, like did not need to have a website. But we made him one because that's what we were into, my brothers and I. And yeah. eventually, he was making more money a few years later when, you know, big chain stores took over and stuff he was making a majority of the business's money from the website you know mm-hmm. it, it eventually flipped even for a mom and pop you know shop right uh, so i think that what i tell people about learning about new products like like stacks learning about the blockchain in general is that if you get into this space and just learn a little bit about make some transactions and goof around one you may be rewarded. You may make money. You may learn something, uh, and have a lot of fun, whatever it is. You'll, you'll, you'll make friends. It's, it's a fun place to be. Um, but you'll be first in line. In my opinion, if a job is what you want in the future, I think it's going to be like the internet. Like, like you're going to be first in line if you're the one person applying for the job that knows how to use the internet. Right. And that sounds insane. Everyone knows how to use the internet, but that's not that insane. Um, uh, you know, in 2012, when I quit my day job to, to uh, start a company, um, you know, well, let's just think about that. That was 10 years ago. So about 10 yeah. years ago, during that time, I worked at IMDB, the Internet Movie Database. You couldn't stream a full-length movie on the Internet back then. It wasn't. You could if you wanted it to be super pixelated and crappy. <laughs> And like buffering like what's yeah, that? buffering. <laughs> and no filmmakers actually wanted their movies to be displayed on the internet because they had pride in their artwork. Like they didn't mm-hmm. want it to be crappy and pixelated. Like a, a professional, um, you know, director of photography for a movie wanted you to see the beautiful work they did. They didn't want it to be, you know, crappily streamed on the internet and cut to today where all of our content is on the internet. You yeah. know, like even most of our parents don't have a normal cable, box anymore they they stream that's that's wild right like that was 10 in 10 years what's going to happen now in the next 10 years it's going to completely change and and i think this is this is uh where where it's at (laughs) yes Anne is uh saying yes remember when netflix came in the mail in red envelopes
1: yeah. And remember when that was like new, like Netflix, the fact that you can get like the oh, DVD in the really mail and really. you could get any DVD you wanted, you know, versus like block, you know, you go to Blockbuster on a Friday night and you're like, oh, all the most popular titles are, you know, people have checked them out. I have to come back next week. Like, it's just a completely yeah, my, different. <laughs> my
0: wife and I found a red envelope with a DVD in it not that long ago. And we're like, oh shit, (laughs) we never turned it in. (laughs) Um, Your bill's like a (laughs) thousand dollars. That's the thing is if you didn't turn it in, we probably have still been paying for the subscription anyway. Right. So it's like not really a thing because you could keep it for as long as you wanted also. And that was a different thing. You didn't have to worry about running to the store and sending back. You just didn't get your next movie until you sent it back. Um, you know, so it's, uh, it's, it's pretty wild. Um, Jim, uh, talking about pirating the the movies they sent to him bad 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 work jim not cool Um, but that's the beginning days of the internet Um, yeah i
1: mean that was the way that you had to stream music like if you wanted access to digital music like if you weren't using limewire or Bit torn or something. It was really hard to. <laughs> so I want
0: to. I want to go into. Uh, I want to go into. Uh, yeah, bit torn. Uh, and, and, and everything. Um, that's how you would watch a full length movie actually, because there wasn't even a way to buy it at the time. Um, mm-hmm. That's the thing is how how music also went from that to iTunes was such a big deal. Um, I was talking about it the other day. Like we went from like purchasing one single track wasn't a thing mm-hmm. until iTunes. Like it really, yeah. nobody paid 99 cents for a song. Now nobody pays 99 cents for a song anymore also because it, it's now evolved into subscriptions, um, yeah. which is uh, just shows the evolution of that. But, but now yeah. there's a whole new set of things. Um, Pravi had a question for you before I ask you about some, some DeFi questions. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm 99% sure it's just A cool username but Pravi is asking why is there a placeholder in the where the I should be in Brittany
1: oh fancy um yeah well because when I signed up for Twitter I used some like weird name and I didn't actually use my full name Brittany and then by the time I went to go use it um Brittany with an I was was missing so I did that um I actually recently just Want to uh, sign up for an ETH address. I was very late to the game on that, an ENS name. And I think I, I use the same thing, but they support underscores. So that's I had pretty to cool. I'd use a number in there because, again, uh, with a name like Brittany, it's very popular, especially in the 19. 19- 80s in America. So there's a lot of people competing for those (laughs) first names. Yeah, I think um, I will say that Alon, although it's not a popular
0: American name is a pretty popular Israeli name. And there's lots Mm. of Israeli techies. So I make it a point to get Alon on all of the platforms like immediately when I when I use them. So I have Alon.eth and Alon.crypto and all that stuff. But you need
1: Alon.bTC, which you can get through stacks.
0: (laughs) Oh, cool. I do, do Is that an integration also with Unstoppable by chance or Unstoppable is
1: just .crypto? and I think, yeah, Unstoppable is okay. all... Okay, uh, I got to get RC .btc. 20, I hope uh, it's not yeah.
0: taken by someone.
1: Um, all right, well, don't let <laughs> anyone else beat you to
0: it. <laughs> at the beginning yeah. days of Twitter, this is actually my lesson for doing that, is in the beginning days of Twitter, I thought it would be funny, even though if just at Alon was available, I still used like a old... Username that I used to use for games and stuff, and I made it anonymous. But then I started mm-hmm. using Twitter for work and stuff, and every time I do an interview or talk to somebody mm-hmm. on a podcast, I'd be like, "Anonymous," they're so like, "Anonymous," and then I'd have to spell <laughs> it out, and then I could do it like six or seven like reps, and then you realize like maybe I should just try to get at Alon, but it wasn't available anymore, so I have to use my whole name on that uh, on, on Twitter. So that that was like my lesson: you must grab it. Um, yeah. So. I want to jump into uh I'll actually you know if if it makes sense similarly to how you explained there's a few products for nfts on stacks and things like that what you know we did discuss um staking your stacks um yeah and it's called stacking people. yeah stacking
1: stack and stack. stacking stacks to get sats <laughs>
0: yeah, and get sats so i i love that um Aside from that, though, are there any popular sort of DeFi platforms that are um, happening right now on on Stacks? Is there anything we should be looking at, or or maybe trends there that um, are different from some of the other protocols?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I'll just sort of zoom out a little bit. This is actually going to be our one year anniversary of the mainnet of Stacks, so that means. On the 14th. So yeah, we're going to have like an event on Friday. Um, It's this little preview. Nice. Where
0: should we be going for that event?
1: Oh, um, well, if you follow me on Twitter, that's my Twitter handle. All right. There it is. Um, I I will be tweeting about it. It's um, a digital event. So I should have the link off the top of my head, but I'll make sure and send it to you. Um, So yeah, so we have just a digital event. I'm sure if it it was not COVID, we'd have an in-person event. But um, the digital event should be great to just highlight what's happened. But that basically enabled smart contracts on the stacks blockchain and in one year we've seen i think like 50 projects like launch on top this is everything from nfts um nft like platform companies like there's Mm -hmm. thousands if not millions of nfts now that have been minted on stacks um there's DeFi products there's things like governance uh related like city coins um like that's a really cool thing i would love to talk about oh yeah
0: i yeah i'd love to hear about that too we had um the mayor of miami on here um and uh and i know that um matt actually on our team who i mentioned earlier he was talking about miami coin as well to me the other day i'd love that's one of the the city coins on stacks right
1: yeah, yeah. So City Coins, um, we talked about the stacking mechanism. You know, you can hold your stacks and earn Bitcoin. Well, City Coins is built on top of Stacks, and they're using that mechanism. So you can mine with Stacks tokens. You submit Stacks tokens, and that's how you earn Miami tokens. Now, when you do that, a portion of those proceeds go into a wallet for the City of Miami. So in the Stacks chain, we talked about, you yeah. know, burn address, but in the city coin chain, they've designed it. So 30% of all that yield goes to the city of Miami. And so the mayor of Miami accepted, you know, he got it passed through legislation um, to accept that money that is being earned on behalf of Miami. Uh, and it's actually in Bitcoin. And so they're, thinking about cool ways to distribute that back to citizens of Miami, make improvements to the city of Miami, invest in things like a crypto school, yeah. um, possibly just like offset taxes, like all these really cool things. Um, and that is because they built it on Stacks, it has this unique mechanism. Um, and they're not only doing that, but people are building on top of Miami coin, things like NFTs, or um, actually one one project I really like, I. I bought one of their NFTs. So full disclosure, but it's called City Packs. And their belief is that they can help the students in the city of Miami by gifting them NFTs that are actually held on their behalf until they graduate. And all of the yields on those um, that are earned are actually a gift that they can take with them. So once they graduate, not only do they have education around what Web3 is, but also um, money to put towards you know, their future education or something they can pay off school, or maybe they it bridges them getting a job. So I thought that was like a really cool thing to think about is yeah. um, a more philanthropic approach with using some of these yields. And then also acknowledging that a lot of people want to be part of that they want to purchase the nft user they want to support yeah. that educational content and be i think uh, that
0: people i think yeah. that like the the flip side to people being unhappy maybe with government is people's uh the the good sort of silver lining in that is people's really really strong wanting to participate in something they can control and contribute to in a positive way um so you know like uh, adele uh, who who popped on for a little bit last time doing dLM the decentralized lending network and supporting people in the developing world um, things like city coins and things like that where you're you 're basically supporting something and happy in a way you 're happy to pay tax right because it 's going towards the things you can control and maybe vote on and, and participate in and it 's a choice versus the mm-hmm. other way around, which is why a lot of us are in this in this Space. I would assume, <laughs> no matter what political spectrum we're on. I just want to say, throw out a, a quick um, uh, thing. Pravi, who who asked the question earlier, he's in Miami and he's a part of uh, the Blockchain Center there and stuff like that. Um, he uh, he said the CIO of the city of Miami is obsessed with Stacks, and he's in a rock band and mentions Stacks at his shows.
1: <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Pretty- I mean, that's just like. I love this. I mean, I love that we're now in the part of blockchain and Web3 that like culture, like cool card culture, like everything from like the hats you're creating and the fashion um, to music oh yeah, this, to NFTs, they're all like excited about I'm wearing this idea. This is
0: from yeah. some clothing brand that every cool person I know is like stoked that Bored Apes did a partnership with, but I have no idea it was a cool thing because I have no idea what a cool, um, you know, shirt company is. Uh, yeah. So <laughs>
1: um, that's awesome though. If someone can get some video of that of the CIO, I think I actually met him when we were in Miami. Um, giving a shout out and his rock band, like. Let's mint that as an NFT.
0: If I know Pravi, he had a 3D camera in the front row of that show. So, uh,
1: cool.
0: you know, let's. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: but some of the DeFi stuff you should check out um, Arcadeco, that's the self repaying loans. Um, so it's arcadeco.finance. Um, it's like the K is A R. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I can't in Arcadeco, D I K O. Um, cool. They do self-repaying loans. You can also put your money in a vault and earn Deco tokens. So like you can provide liquidity. They also do a USDA, which is a, a um, stablecoin asset built on Stacks. So like that's pretty cool. Another one is actually launching this week. They came through the Stacks Accelerator. It's called um, Alex. So it's AlexGo. Um, I think it's AlexGo.co. Uh, Yeah, .io, alexgo.io. This is another one where um, you can earn on your Bitcoin. So you can hold your Bitcoin and then earn on top.
0: Those are my my favorite because the only centralized products I use, one, I get scared to use them. So I have um, some of my original Bitcoin that I um, was able to get on a hardware wallet. And then some I have somewhere that earns me a yield, but I do it on a centralized place. Um, because I'm a little scared of some of the decentralized ones. I've played with Ave and some stuff like that, but but it would be I would love to learn more about that because um, it's uh, it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> it, uh, yeah. So that's really it, cool. Then there's also Stack Swap. That was another one that came through the Stack's accelerator. Um, so that makes it it's a Dex. So if you're familiar with like a Sushi yeah. or a Uniswap, it's it's similar to that. So it's a Dex where you can easily, easily swap things. So swap those. Three are probably like the most far along um, with Alex launching this week. Um, Architeco has already launched and then StackSwap, um, I think already launched.
0: Um, I think really important to, to us, uh, also the Draper, Gordon, Home portfolio companies um, and Everything that that we do, like our events and and all that, so many people in the network and so many people participating, our engineers and thinking about building things or entrepreneurs want to build things. Can you tell me more about the Stacks Accelerator and how the Stacks Foundation supports uh, entrepreneurs and engineers?
1: Yeah, so our goal at the Stacks Foundation is to help builders. So. I think that's a pretty cool job, even coming from the VC world where you have to only support certain types of builders at the foundation. We get this like authority to help so many people. Um, so we do have a grants program that's anywhere from a grant from $1,000 to $100,000. This is like equity free money. Um, We try and make it really fast and easy. So if you have an idea, you can get it off the ground with a grant in as little as like two weeks. Um, so Very cool. that is at stacks.com slash or Stacks.org slash grants. Um, We also have a program called the Residence Program. So maybe you're working on something that's going to take like a full year, and it's less project-based, and you want to um, pursue that. And maybe it's not very commercially viable. So maybe you don't ever want to turn into a business, but it's something related to the Stacks ecosystem. You can um, can apply to a Residence Program. So that's also through the foundation. for more commercial things, there's this Stacks Accelerator. So the foundation helped fund the accelerator early on, but that's an independent company, Stacks.ac. Um, that accelerator, actually, their applications close at the end of the month. So if you're interested in building something, um, Stacks Accelerator is great. They give you resources. They give you uh, initial capital. Um, they give you a lot of like mentorship. There's a regular track. Uh, for you know businesses or there's actually a city coins track too so if you have something that you think is related to city coins or um municipality related uh that is the place to go it has some really great mentors um it's this it's a similar program so the timing is the same um but that's a great way so really there should be no question of like hey i can't find funding for this certain thing because there's absolutely a ton of resources there's also a huge network of VCs that are excited about what's being built in stacks, and they're putting uh, money behind projects as well. So um, that could be your path. Um, and some of these companies that I mentioned, like Arcadeco, uh, they actually started off with a grant. They had an idea. They got a small grant from the foundation. They turned it into an MVP business. They applied that business to the accelerator. They launched the accelerator. They went on to raise a couple million dollars from prominent VCs um, in the community and now they're live. So I think like for us, that is like the absolute win. If we can help people build a very sustainable business by getting them started. Um, and it's not just for technical folks. It can also be like, Oh, you want to do research or you want to create content or you want to educate others. Um, there's a lot of stuff there. So that's the stuff I could spend this whole hour talking about, but, uh, you can check it out at stacks.org. That's,
0: that's awesome. I, uh, I love the, um, uh what's the accelerator link again? It was uh, Stax, uh I think it's A-C. stacks stacks.ac.
1: S T A C K S. S T A C
0: S dot i was sharing it in the chat um because a couple people were wanting to look at that. Um I, I love that. I think it's really, really important for um protocols to to do those kind of things um and and to you know. To to support their communities, but I also think it's really important um, to for there to be sort of a, a for profit entity. I think it's important to give grants because I think a lot of research, really important things, uh, stem out of that. And the protocol itself and the organization doesn't need to to have ownership. They benefit from the the community and the build that comes from that. But having the accelerator that owns a piece of companies and is a separate thing and, and grows, I think is important because the long-term incentivization of the team to help grow those products and, and build a stable base of, of products and competitors and, and things in the ecosystem are really, really important. And yeah. I love living in the early
1: stage blockchain world. in general. <laughs> yeah. And there's also actually a really cool program that was the applications just opened. I think today, Um, it's called the Mintery. So it's Mintery, M-I-N-T-E-R-Y.co. And this is a new program that is um, founded at the Stacks Foundation, but it's helping creators who wanna create NFTs um, get familiar, launch like a new NFT project, um, you can do so through the Mintry. So it's basically an accelerator for creatives, uh, people who maybe are like, I want to dabble. I don't really know where to start. Um, this is a really awesome program. I think we've already gotten a number of um, applications from prominent uh, creators, everything from musicians to visual artists um, to cool. uh, authors and things like that. So but- it's really just trying to make it easy for people to get like the resources they need and to just start. You know, like yeah. like you said earlier, like how do you actually just take that first step and, and make something and then you can optimize looking, and yeah, figure I'm it all out later. Now
0: for everyone watching, it looks like they have a whole schedule of what over the weeks they're going to do to get you from like concept and idea to launching an NFT um, collection. Um, it, it's that's really, really cool. And then um, I'm assuming that is that just a program they go through or do they actually invest in them as well?
1: Um, Yeah, so there's a you get compensate or there's funding for that creative as well. And I think part of the um, NFT mints, like there's a portion that goes back, the goal being like an evergreen fund. So, like, it can help fund future creators by continuing just to roll like um, a portion of those uh, that get created back into a system that feeds it. So, that's what we've been thinking about a lot at the foundation is like, how do we create sustainable ways? where um, people can earn and learn and then get back and earn and learn over and over again, starting that flywheel.
0: I I love that. And um, that's, that's really, really cool. I'm just looking at the, um, at the questions here. So anybody want to ask any last minute questions at meet.blockchainbooz.io, I'll throw it up one last time because anybody who's watching us on YouTube, on uh twitter on um, linkedin wherever you are you can come here and turn on your camera in a couple minutes to chat um, and throw any last minute questions you have there but Brittany, before we end is there anything you want to discuss um, that stacks is doing that you're working on that's really exciting or um or do you want to give us uh, any any last plugs <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah well i think i've promoted a lot yeah. of the the things i'm excited about in our ecosystem um to me it's like getting builders just to take that first step and so no matter what it is if it's just creating a wallet for the first time or if it's buying an nft or um, even creating an nft for the first time there are very easy ways to do that using things like boom wallet um which is pretty cool oh, you know
0: what I'll, I'll ask you a question that would be really fun and maybe uh i'll turn the speaker graphic here um, into an NFT and send it to everyone if this is possible or how you could do it. But is there a simple way on stacks to, uh, mint an NFT, but then share them with people who don't already have a stacks wallet? Like, um, do you know if there's any product to like send them an NFT, like via a, uh, a link that they collect it from, or do they already have to have a wallet with stacks and a little bit of stacks in there to pay for the gas and stuff?
1: Um, yes, the answer is yes, there is a way to do it that if you don't have any stocks, you can redeem it. We did it at an event in Miami that we just did. Um, I'll have to go back and look and see what the exact way that they did it. But um, I think if you go to boom.wallet, you should be able to easily mint your own NFT. That is an option there. You may need a few stacks if you run into an issue maybe i can send you some stacks you can win some nfts for the group and we can uh, figure out the instructions too of how to um, nice nice i'm, I'm kind of like i love the idea
0: i've done it in the past so for example um i got everyone to learn about tezos and i sent them the punk ape strong world tour poster and uh, and you know, the backstage passes to some people that supported a charity and some things like that. So I've goofed around with it, but it's, I like the idea of, you know, the one thing I haven't been able to do on Ethereum since the very beginning, because gas got so high was I can't just send, uh, 20,000 people, a hundred thousand people, um, a link to redeem an NFT without knowing that they're going to end up spending (laughs) so much money to redeem it. And, um, I, I would love the the ability to do it. You can do it with some uh some proof of attendance things now that I'm uh uh some experimenting with, but it would be fun to do it on stacks. And I, I want to learn more about creating NFTs
1: on different platforms. So it'd be really yeah, fun. Yeah, I know actually um stacksnft.com. I know that they were the ones who helped do it. I actually just like looked up because I know right. at the event there was um a way that they they made it so that it was super easy um, for you to claim an NFT. And then the gas was paid for.
0: Nice. That's really, really cool. Wait, what's, is it stacks? S- yeah, oh, stx. Okay. Yeah. STXnft.com. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cause, uh, stack spelled out was uh, for sale. Um, cool. Yeah. I'm going to, so hold on. There's uh, one or two more questions in there. I just want to quickly look at, um, thanks brian i
1: appreciate you um uh yeah and boom money i think the, the, link the link is boom dot money b-o-o-m dot money yeah um, that's where you can money like very easily S-T-X-NFT. create nft.com
0: <laughs> the other one yeah, they actually everyone. also
1: create um nfts that earn yield so like by holding the nft you can actually earn money over time um which would be super cool for your board ape like if not you know you could earn a yield just by holding it instead of having to
0: has anyone actually let's think about this has anyone done uh a, uh to your knowledge any board ape derivatives on stacks yet
1: um not that i've seen actually there is like really? a stacks has Punk's, anyone, but yeah, has anyone done I a uh music video nft on stacks yet Ooh, i don't know i don't think so not that i've seen a music video
0: Oh, dang. Okay, maybe Punk Ape Strong will have to do it because as a joke, because I found out and partly because I'm like that nerd that likes to be the first commenter and say first on something. um, I heard from somebody that like, in, a, in a, a few weeks, this one artist is going to make the first ever music video on Tezos. And so I quickly made something so I could be first uh, like that week just to, to be a pain in the ass and, and steal some thunder from someone who was way cooler than I was. Um, <laughs> but it was a, a funny joke in the community. I don't take it seriously, but it's, it's pretty great. Um, uh, somebody just asked, that. actually, will Stax be at the North American Bitcoin conference um, in Miami next week?
1: Um, I believe, yes, there will be people that are there. Um, our team is looking into it like very last minute, but I unfortunately will be there, but we will be there. Um, we'll be back in Miami, uh, I think in in April, early April. Cool. There's like another Bitcoin conference.
0: Cool. Yeah. I, I want to tell people we're, because of what's going on with the crazy COVID stuff and, and uncertainty, we couldn't do a blockchain booze live next week in Miami. So we'll do it virtually like we always do. And I was planning on being in Miami, but as of this moment, I probably won't because I'm feeling pretty sick. And the soonest COVID test I could get so far is on Friday. And I feel like that's pretty irresponsible. So I'm going to figure it out if, you know, but I I don't know if if I'll get to come this time uh, next week, but um, regardless, I know so many of our community members will be there. Matt from our team will likely be there. So if you're out there, um, make sure to hit us up and um one last uh, plug for me before um I, I let Brittany give any last words uh, drapergorenholm.com if you're an early stage startup if you're building on stacks or you're building anywhere and you can explain to me why that's the right place for your company to be building i'm interested in learning about your company we like to be the first check or one of the first checks into companies we love early stage startups so it's never too early uh, go to drapergornholm.com and of course, check out our events. Uh, the big one is LA Blockchain Summit every year, but we're planning and thinking about the next global DeFi summit and the next global security token summit. And should we do an NFT summit or just piggyback on some of the others and hang out? So I want your guys' feedback, but go to drapergornholm.com. That's where you find out my stuff. Um, and uh, um, in the chat, let me know the name of your company so I can look out for it and have Matt pull it out. And uh, cause it's always better if I know a name and a face to a deck than just getting a random one. So I appreciate that you submitted yours. Um, Brittany, uh, aside from your Twitter account, it's up on here. Um, that's a great place to follow you. Is there anywhere else we should go? Um, should we follow the Stacks Foundation on Twitter as well?
1: Yeah, you can follow the Stacks Foundation. It's Stacks. O R G. Um, that's our handle. You can also follow the broader ecosystem stuff about stacks, just at Stacks. Um, so yeah, if you want to learn anything else, my DMs are open on Twitter. I'm always happy to point people in the right direction if I could be helpful. Um, I think if you're building this space, it's like a very we have a very welcoming community. I think that's one thing that we have a lot of pride in is that people are just like very kind. And, like, I, I will
0: say that show. I've <laughs> known about stacks for a long time since your original um, when it was called block stack and the crowd sale and all the stuff that you guys did. That was really neat. We didn't even get to touch today, which yeah. I think we've talked about in the past with with other members. But um, either way, um, you know, I've never met somebody that was like, "Oh, stacks like you know the community's rude, or they're you know too <laughs> aggressive, or they're this or they're that." Like you don't hear a negative thing. So to to the foundations, um, you know, credit because I think that that's where it a lot of the time starts. You guys have yeah. an amazing and really friendly and and great community. At, Thank uh, you. Well, the- our
1: community is great. So I think I could take no credit, but um, I like hanging out with them. They can be really helpful. So if you do have questions, there are no stupid questions. Come on over and um, yeah, we. Love thank- to talk to people who are excited about the space and it's okay. We don't hold it against you. If you like other chains too, I think like um, we all win when we learn.
0: That's, that's awesome. Sorry. My, my daughter was clicking on the office window, trying to say something to me and I'm like, <laughs> like we're almost done. Uh, <laughs> uh, so um, thank you so much, Brittany. I really appreciate your time. I feel like we're going to need to have you back uh, more often so we can learn more and hear about the new, things being built on stacks i'm i'm interested in learning a whole lot more and i we i tried to just scratch the surface today of sort of a bunch of avenues um everybody else um i did just see a message what about la i i'm based in southern california we will do some kind of blockchain booze hang soon um Mm -hmm. give it another week or two to see what the heck is going on with all this craziness if I can't get a COVID test for like five days within like a one hour drive of my house, I feel like we should wait like a couple weeks. Um, so let's, uh, let's hang online, but give me suggestions um, because I want to uh, I do it. Um, and uh, we'll start doing meetups in LA again, hopefully soon. Thank you, Brittany. I really Thank appreciate you, so <laughs> you. And thanks everyone for joining us. See you, uh, see you online.